It's the Pete Callender Show. With more than 20 years as a reporter and radio host in North Carolina, Pete Callender is helping solve the world's problems one podcast at a time. Because he's a giver. And now, here's Pete. What is going on? Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. Remember, subscribe to this here free podcast at thepetecalendarshow.com. I want to thank the patrons who help make the show possible, like Cindy and Eric, Dan, Joshua, Christian, and Stephanie, and Casey, and Mary, and Grant, and David. They became patrons just by going to thepetecalendarshow.com. And uh, you click the link at the top. It takes you to the Patreon account. And once you become a patron, you get the bumper stickers, but you also get exclusive content like the live streams. We do a live stream every Thursday night. It's a lot of fun. Usually gets derailed into all sorts of talk about, well, what people are making for dinner usually. But um, (laughs) no, we talk about current events and such. Uh, But yes, the occasional dinner menu does come up. All right. So the big news, it hit uh, on Friday before the weekend that um, no more masks if you are fully vaccinated. Yay. The CDC announced that, well, for North Carolina, we got the we got the green light on Friday. The CDC made their announcement Thursday. This from the North State Journal. Uh, the CDC announced updated interim public health recommendations to stop the spread of COVID-19 for citizens who are fully vaccinated. Full disclosure... I am not fully vaccinated. I had the one shot and I just got the second shot. So I got to wait for my two weeks to pass. And so I'm only a couple days in. I got the second shot on Friday. And uh, yeah, so I did get the um, the second eyeball now appears in the other shoulder. So I got now extra sets of eyes on my shoulders where uh, I got the injection. That's that's what happens, right? No, I, I opted not for the microchip, which... I've heard is actually two microchips because it's two shots. I mean, duh, that's how they so they do it. <clears throat> that could be one microchip in two shots. That doesn't make any sense. So um, the new guidance says that fully vaccinated people, again, I am not yet. I got to wait the two weeks. I had the Pfizer uh, uh, vaccination. I didn't really have any problems. Soreness in the arm. That was it. Like, like real, like somebody had like punched me. Remember back in the day when you used to play the circle game? Uh, before it was considered to be a white power sign. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, we play the circle game and you, somebody would punch you. Or how about this? Uh, punch buggy or birthday punches. I'm assuming everybody did this, right? It's a passage and all. Anyway, yeah, that's what it feels like. Just the where, where I got the shot kind of hurt the whole day. A um, little draggy, but that was it. Pfizer, I did not get all, like, the negative side effects, no headaches, nothing like that. So I got lucky, um, at least as far as I know. I mean, Well, yes, aside from the second eyeball. Anyway, the new guidance says that fully vaccinated people no longer need to wear a mask or physically distance in any setting, but going maskless is not guaranteed. And so... Yeah, okay. So the caveat to this new guidance is that masks and social distancing rules will still apply where required by federal, state, local, tribal, or territorial laws, rules, or regulations, including local business and workplace guidance. So what does this mean? It means they've kicked the uh, these decisions down the, uh, the, the food chain here, right? 
down the chain of command, right? They've kicked it down to the governors. The governors have now kicked it down to the the counties and the businesses. And everybody's like, you guys decide for yourselves, (laughs) everybody. So in other words, kind of what Trump did. Oh, well, we shouldn't say that, right? Can't say that because Trump was terrible and everything he did was wrong. So even if this kind of seems like they're doing similar stuff as Trump did, it doesn't matter. It's not the same. And this is right, even if it is the same. President Joe Biden took to Twitter uh, with a pair of tweets first saying that the rule is now simple. Get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do. The choice is yours. I think I pointed this out at the time. No, it's not actually the choice. There are other choices. This is a false choice. (laughs) He's, He's pairing it together with this, oh, I don't want to wear a mask. So, you know, if you don't want to wear the mask, then do what I say. Yeah, or I could like not wear the masks and not do what you say. I could I could choose that option as well. Um, it's not advisable. I, I'm not recommending that. I recommend that if you if you can get the vaccine, you should probably get the vaccine because that's how we're going to get to herd immunity. And I think that's how we open everything back up again. And I think that's how you control the spread of a virus that's probably going to be with us now for the rest of our lives. It'll just kind of be like seasonal flu every year. You know, that that's my expectation. Uh, the second uh, tweet that Biden sent out was a five second video clip of him sitting at the uh, at the resolute desk in the Oval Office saying vaxxed or masked again, not the only choices, not the only choices. I actually on um, Thursday of last week, I spoke at uh, at, an, uh, at an event and afterwards i talked with folks for like an hour uh and this came up and we were talking about the vaccines and there were you know several of the people they were like i'm not getting the vaccination and i said that i'm not going to try to convince you to get the vaccine if you know you're an adult you can weigh this evidence yourself and uh i have gotten the vaccine because again i think that's how you get to herd immunity which i've been consistent on this from the very beginning i've also been consistent that if people are terrified of leaving their homes and interacting with other human beings, then they should stay home and not interact with other human beings, right? But that doesn't mean I need to stay at home and not interact with other human beings, right? Just because you are choosing to do this because you've assessed the risk to be too great doesn't mean I have the same risk assessment. It's the same way with the vaccines. If you're terrified of getting the vaccine, don't get it. And I understand the arguments when they say, uh, you know, well, this is experimental. I agree. We are, I am, and I am eyes wide open, walking into it saying, I will be part of the test uh, pool. And if you don't want to be, that's fine. I'm not going to force you to be one. Um, A lab rat, a guinea pig. I'm not going to force you to do that. Uh, I have chosen to do it. And I also, again, I think this is a consistent position, which is the right to try legislation, which is uh, if. People uh, are at the, uh, you know, they've got some terminal disease and they're dying and there's some experimental drug. They should have the right to try that drug. I've said this from the very beginning. We're either practicing battlefield medicine or we are not. And it requires people to constantly reassess risks and rewards and efficacy or ineffectiveness of various treatments. So, uh, and by the way, this does not mean I want there to be like, you know, no attempts to treat COVID when you get it. I think that's been a huge blind spot uh, from the very beginning, right? There was this this shouting down of all, of all medical professionals who offered different approaches 
And um, I think there needs to be an accounting for that. I doubt there will be, but I think there should be. Um, North State Journal says, despite the message from President Biden, there are no official powers to enforce either vaccinations or mask mandates by the president. Governor Roy Cooper then followed this CDC announcement the next day calling a press conference where he said he would uh, lift the state mandate that has been in place for now, what, a year? Our prayers continually are with those who've lost loved ones or who are battling this virus. And fighting this disease and getting people vaccinated continues to be a priority. Well, today I have great news to share with the people of North Carolina. Well, that's a pivot. Effective immediately. We are lifting all mandatory capacity and gathering limits and social distancing requirements and most mandatory mask requirements. That means in most settings, indoors or outdoors, the state of North Carolina will no longer require you to wear a mask or to be socially distant. This is a big step forward in living our lives the way they were before the pandemic. That's good. Oh, man. Just the way he reads this teleprompter is just awful. So he started the press conference off the way he starts every press conference off. And by the way, this press conference also held teleconference, you know, nobody in the room with him except Mandy Cohen and the the sign language interpreters and the production people and the, you know, like two other members of his uh, cabinet that were in there. So the same way he's been running these press conferences from the very beginning, no change there at all, really sending the signal that we've turned a corner. Uh, may, who knows? Maybe they'll have in-person press conferences going forward. But he started the press conference off the way he starts every one of these things off by going over the total cases, which is now 989,000 total cases in North Carolina, 1,500 new cases every day, and at least the prior day, um, 926 people in the hospital, and almost now we're approaching 13,000 people dead uh, with COVID. So that's the way he starts off every press conference. So he gives us these numbers, and then he immediately pivots to good news, everybody. <laughs> but wait a minute. But these metrics, like, is, so are these the metrics that we've been waiting to see? Because he's never told us what the metrics need to be in order to lift the mask mandate. Oh, well, he did update it a couple of weeks ago. You'll recall he said that we got to get to two thirds of adults at least partially vaccinated before he would lift the mask mandate. That was the deal he offered. But we didn't get there. But the mask mandates are lifted. What happened? (laughs) It's science, right? Uh, yeah. Now, this may not be science, but it is uh, it's definitely my preference, which is if you're uh, going to go like rent a tool, you go to General Equipment Rental. That's my preference. Great people over there. Great operation. Great tools. Wide selection. So if you are looking to start a project at your home uh, or you are a contractor and you need a piece of equipment or a tool, but you don't want to go out and buy it because it's just this one project. Go to General Equipment Rental. Rent the tool that you need. And then bring it back. They're even going to show you how to use it because, you know, honestly, they don't want you breaking their tool. Um, But also (laughs) they want you to get the job done correctly and quickly. And uh, so head on over there. Tell them you heard it here on the podcast. I appreciate that. They are also uh, your source for Husqvarna and Honda outdoor power equipment. Okay, so this is the season. It's a beautiful weekend to do a bunch of yard work. And maybe you realize that, uh, yeah, you know what? You've been stretching that uh, that tool. Maybe it's a lawnmower. It's a weed whacker. It's a hedge trimmer. And you've been 
you know, next season. I'll get it through next season. Oh, I got another one next season. You've been putting it off and putting it off. Don't put it off anymore. Head on over to General Equipment Rental. They're your official licensed Husqvarna and Honda outdoor power equipment sales and service provider. They know all the models. They know the benefits. They know what they do. They know all the specs, and they can help guide you on the right purchase for the type of property that you've got and also the kind of work that you're going to use it for. General Equipment Rental, generalrents.com. Think outside your toolbox. So while people who are fully vaccinated are now going to be able to go about their lives virtually, um, uh, you know, well, I, sh- I shouldn't say virtually, not in today's day and age in the Zoom era, but, you know, basically pre-pandemic, uh, except for some uh, some areas, some venues. So there will continue to be a mask mandate in schools, in child care, public transportation, prisons and some public health settings. There will be strong recommendations by the Department of Health and Human Services for people to wear masks indoors in certain public places. Mm -hmm. And Secretary Mandy Cohen will share those with you in a minute. There will also be strong recommendations from the Department of Health and Human Services for unvaccinated people to wear masks. Mm -hmm. And certainly anyone who feels better protected or who has received advice from a doctor should continue to wear a mask. Okay, so if you if a doctor is telling you to wear the mask, keep wearing the mask. And uh, if you feel better uh, wearing the mask, then wear the mask. Uh, and, and look, there's a psychological component to all of this that nobody has ever talked about, like at the gubernatorial level, they never discussed any of the psychological uh, benefits or uh, or or downsides to this. And, you know, there are some. The problem is, I think, that uh, a lot of people then, they assign it almost magical properties, almost like a security blanket thing kicks in. And that's, I think, not very healthy. Um, the strong recommendation is that unvaccinated people should wear masks, which is why the schools can't get rid of them. Because kids can't get vaccinated, even though now they're opening it up to uh, kids like, what, 12 and older, I think. Um, Cooper then takes a bit of a victory lap here. Now, now throughout this pandemic, I've said that we would listen to health experts and Mm -hmm. follow the science as we made decisions. That we would listen to the CDC. That our focus would be on saving lives. That we would use a dimmer switch approach to easing restrictions. We are continuing to do all of these things. And because of our strong safety protocols, vaccines, and the hard work of North Carolinians, we have been able to slow the spread of this virus and reduce deaths when other states saw surges in their cases. Okay, just for the record, North Carolina saw surges in its cases too. North Carolina's spike occurred right around uh, October into the new year, and then tapered off about, uh, well, a month and a half ago. Okay, that's where our spike was. So this idea that North Carolina did not have a surge in cases is not true. It's not true. But I understand what Cooper's doing. He's, you know, writing the narrative here that he saved everybody's lives. Well, I mean, except for the 13,000 so people that uh, that are dead, but he saved everybody else's lives. He handled it perfectly. He didn't make any mistakes. And by the way, no media is asking him that. He has never gotten a question about, like, do you have any regrets on a decision you made? Like, oh, that was a bad decision. We should have gone a different way. Uh, Knowing now, uh, or if you had known then what you know now, would you have done anything differently? He doesn't get those types of questions. Those are questions reserved for Republican leaders, a.k.a. Neanderthals, (laughs) that, that open up their states too early. 
Um, North Carolina saw these surges, but, you know, he's on a roll here and, uh, you know, he's telling all of us kids and that's the way he talks to us. I'm it, it's just it's one of the most annoying things. They talk to us like we're four year olds and I hate it. Um, but he's you know, he's really trying to impress upon us how well all of this went. It's good that our metrics that we mo- that we monitor are stable or declining. Our health experts have guided us with wisdom and expertise. (laughs) And this nation's scientists, including many right here in North Carolina, showed what is possible if we work toward a common goal. That common goal now, more than ever, is overcoming this pandemic through safe and effective vaccines. So real quick, I want to just spend a minute on pandemic versus endemic versus epidemic. Three different terms. From Columbia University's Mailman School of Public Health, the Centers for Disease Control describe an epidemic as an unexpected increase in the number of disease cases in a specific geographical area. Okay, so yellow fever, smallpox, polio, these are examples of epidemics that occurred throughout American history. An epidemic doesn't necessarily have to be contagious at all. Um, World Health Organization says a pandemic occurs when a disease's growth is exponential. This means growth rates skyrockets. Each day, cases grow more than they the, the day prior. In being declared a pandemic, the virus has nothing to do with virology, population immunity, or disease severity. The seasonal flu, the common cold, for example, like would these be pandemics? It means a virus covers a wide area affecting different countries and populations. That's it. So if that's the case, then I don't know. Does that mean this is no longer a pandemic? An endemic is a disease outbreak that is consistently present, but limited to a particular region. I don't know. I think we might need a new word (laughs) because like this is not really limited. I mean, I guess we're going to have like endemic outbreaks in particular regions makes the disease spread and rates predictable. Malaria, for example, is considered uh, endemic in certain countries and regions. I don't know. I just I I'm not sure if the word pandemic works anymore because it says that the growth rate skyrockets and each day cases grow more than the day prior. And we're not seeing that anymore. So, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just think, I think changing the word or adopting a different term for it now might be psychologically, at least, you know, beneficial for the healing. While today's news means that we are even closer to putting this behind us, it doesn't mean that we're there yet. The pandemic is still here, especially for those who are not vaccinated. More than half of our adults in North Carolina are at least partially vaccinated, and about 46% are fully vaccinated. That's good, but it tells us that there is more to do. I have a message for people who have not been vaccinated, and especially for those who will choose not to wear a mask. Get vaccinated now. (laughs) If you don't listen to me, ask your doctor. And do what your doctor tells you. With more people not wearing masks going forward and COVID-19 and its more infectious variants spreading, there's a real risk that unvaccinated people can get it. Please be responsible and wear a mask until you get vaccinated. Okay. 
That's the message. Hey, everybody that's not vaccinated, get vaccinated. That's the message. She thinks. Okay. I'm not sure that's going to actually convince people who have been <laughs> on the fence about it or who are just like not going to get it. I'm not sure that's going to convince a lot of people. But, uh, you know, what do I know? Just a podcaster. I do know this. If you are in the market for some real U.S. military surplus, then you go to Old Grouch's military surplus. That I do know. Old Grouch's military surplus for more than uh, three decades now in downtown Clyde on Main Street. The shop is open Monday through Saturday. It's across the street from the anti-aircraft gun. Tim has got all sorts of really cool stuff, real U.S. military surplus, camp stoves, backpacks, ammo cans. Uh, He's got uh, gun accessories, first aid kits. Your source for top quality American-made items is Old Grouch. Uh, OldGrouch.com is the website. That's OldGrouch.com. And, of course, tell them that you heard it here on the show. I appreciate it. So I came across some interesting data on this uh, hesitancy, vaccine hesitancy, if you will, who's not getting uh, vaccinated. And it was prompted by some moonbat leftist on Twitter who was like, Republicans, you need to get vaccinated. You're going to kill us all. Right. So I was like, all right, well, let me take a look uh, and see what uh, what the vaccination rates are, because I seem to remember they were having a bit of a problem getting vaccinations in the arms of a lot of uh, people of color. Blacks and Hispanics were not getting vaccinated and they were making this big push for equity and they were chalking it up. This was always an interesting argument to me that they chalked it up to, uh, you know, the health system in America uh, and it's the way it, you know, uh, uh, experimented and the way it uh, has behaved uh, uh, against black people throughout its history, right? And so there's hesitancy among black people trusting health agencies. Okay, so that's interesting. And that's like, well, okay, um, that's a rational explanation for it. We need to break down that. We need to assure them that this is okay. Like, we're totally not trying to, uh, you know, mess with you guys as a population now. Like, that's what the health people need to be conveying. Okay. Now, how come that doesn't work for limited government folks? That same sort of approach, this this approach of, you know, understanding and empathy. Why doesn't that approach work for people who don't want to get the vaccine? Because actually the very same reasons. <laughs> it's actually the very same reasons. I mean, not that, I mean, if you're thinking of a like a white, limited government, Republican, pro-Trumper, right? You're thinking of somebody like that. And they're like, well, you know, they weren't utilized as you know, lab experiment guinea pigs or whatever for, you know, centuries. So, you know, they shouldn't have those those concerns, right? But they saw the government do that. So what, just be, so what you, you would think that they must automatically assume that, oh, no, they wouldn't do it to me because I'm white. Is that the idea? Which is kind of racisty. <laughs> it's kind of, right? I look at them and I would say, yep, they're going to do it to those folks. They'll probably do it to anybody. Right. That because that's kind of what government does. That's that's what it does. People talk about uh, the destruction of uh, black neighborhoods, for example, through uh, HUD grants, the urban renewal and all of that. You know, there are a lot of white folks that also were displaced, too. So government is kind of like it does this stuff just to people. That's what government does. It's like fire. You know, it's a useful servant and a fearful master. Um, So I'm curious, like how they're going to get around some of this um, hesitation and get these vaccination rates up. The CDC defines equity as preferential access and administration to those who have been most affected by COVID-19. So they're trying to do this all through the equity lens. And equity is not equality, remember. Equity is not equality. Equity is 
as the CDC says, preferential access and administration. So it's preference. In other words, it's discriminatory. And um, race ethnicity was known for just over half of all the people who got at least one shot of the vaccine in according to CDC data. So they don't even have full data on who's getting it. Among this group, two thirds are white. So white people are getting the vaccine. 13% are Hispanic. Only 9% are black. 6% Asian. That's really, really, really low. Black and Hispanic people, this is, by the way, according to the Kaiser Family Foundation, um, hardly a right-wing think tank. Black and uh, Hispanic people have received smaller shares of vaccinations compared to their shares of cases and compared to their shares of the total population in most states. White people received a higher share of vaccinations compared to their share of cases uh, and their share of uh, population. Right. So here's how it looks in North Carolina, for example. Whites make up 68 percent of the total population. Sixty eight. They make up 71 percent of the vaccinations. So like a three percent overrepresentation, if you will. Um, they're 54 percent of cases and they're 66 percent of deaths. Blacks are 21 percent of the population. They only make up 17 percent of the uh, vaccinations. They're 21% of the population. They're 20% of the cases. So that's pretty close. But they're 21% of the population, but 26% of deaths. Hispanics, they actually fare better on the deaths versus population. They're 10% of the population, 6% of the deaths, but they make up 21% of the cases. So they've gotten it way more than you would think they would otherwise, but they died at a much lower rate. Why is that? What's going on there? Hard to say. Don't know. Maybe somebody will uh, get into some of that data <laughs> at some point. That was from the Kaiser Family Foundation. Uh, all right, let me get back here. So the uh, oh, then the Health and Human Services Secretary of North Carolina, Mandy Cohen, uh, she then uh, gets up after Roy Cooper opens up the press conference the other day. She gets up and uh, showers her boss with I would submit as an embarrassing amount of praise here. Take a listen. Thank you, Governor. I'm so grateful for your strong leadership. From day one, you listened to public health experts, stayed true to your commitment to be guided by evolving data and science, and always put the health and welfare of North Carolinians first. Your measured approach and the hard work of North Carolinians have saved countless lives and allowed us to take this big step forward. I thought the music was a bit much. I did. Yeah, I thought the music was just a, a bit much on the <laughs> I'm just kidding. I added the music. Although I will say, well, like I'm reminded of this uh this phrase, this axiom that I heard a long time ago, thank a man for doing his job and it'll just go to his head. Um it's been pretty standard though for Cohen to do this and uh, as well as the emergency management director Mike Sprayberry. They've done this so many times. I quit I quit even pulling the the number of times they did it. I don't know, probably six months ago I stopped. But before I stopped, I did I did make the montage. Thank you, Governor, and thank you for your leadership. Oh, thank yeah. you, Governor. I'm grateful for your commitment to ensuring our state moves forward responsibly based on science and data. Your leadership and the collective efforts of North Carolinians have prepared us to move into phase two. Thank you, Dr. Cohen. Appreciate your leadership 
and uh, we're grateful that you have put these numbers together and it's something that uh, the people of North Carolina can see for themselves. Thank you, Governor. I'm grateful for your steadfast leadership. And as we confront this challenging time for our nation, I thank you for your commitment to equity as we work to protect the health and well-being of North Carolinians. Thank you, Governor, and thank you for your continued leadership during these unprecedented times and challenging times. Governor did great. I express our gratitude to you, Governor Cooper, for your steadfast leadership during these most challenging times. Mm. Thank you, Governor, <laughs> and thank you for your ongoing leadership and for the decisive actions that you continue to take to help protect North Carolinians during this pandemic. Yes, sir. Thank you, Governor. Uh, the Governor was right on the money with what he said. Thank you, Governor, and thank you for your leadership. Thank you, Governor. Thanks to your leadership, we've been taking aggressive action, and the good news is it's working. Thank you, Governor. Thank you for your leadership of Team North Carolina. I, I think you did a great job, Governor. Thank you, Governor, and thank you for your leadership. I don't think I could say better than the Governor. Thank you, Governor, and thank you for your leadership. So continued stability in these trends is a real positive for our state and a testament to aggressive early action taken by the Governor. Governor did great. So it almost makes you wonder, do they write those things into the scripts? You're going to tell me that they all say the same things like that over the course of time? Maybe so. Maybe, you know, your steadfast leadership. Steadfast? I don't know. Does that actually indicate correct? Right? I mean, because you could be steadfastly wrong, right? Like you could, <laughs> you could just be, I'm steadfast in this opinion that is incorrect. <laughs> uh, anyway... Uh, Cooper, or sorry, Cohen, uh, after she thanked the uh, the governor for his steadfast leadership and saving everyone's lives, she then laid out the CDC guidance uh, and uh, how it's all going to impact you. Consistent with CDC guidelines, there are a few settings where we will continue to require masks for everyone, including people who are fully vaccinated. Those settings are places such as public transportation, healthcare settings like hospitals, doctor's offices, and nursing homes, and other high-risk congregate settings like correctional facility and homeless shelters. Masks are also still required in childcare, schools, and camps. As remember, most children are either not yet vaccinated or are not yet eligible to be vaccinated. People who are fully vaccinated can do many of the things that we did before the pandemic. With the exception of these settings I just mentioned, people who are fully vaccinated do not need to wear a mask or practice social distancing, although they may choose to do so. They also don't have to quarantine or get tested if they're exposed to COVID-19 unless they have symptoms. Unvaccinated people will still need to do these things. Okay, so just want to throw this out there. I do have those shirts still, the vaccinated Though it's none of your business, shirts. Yeah, so it says it's. You can get them at the PeteCallenderShow dot com, and I don't make like any money. There's like I think I make like three bucks off a shirt. Okay, that's my profit margin on the shirt. But uh, it's so I just I printed them up because like I've got some. They should be here actually any day. Um, just as vaccinated, 
not that it's any of your business underneath. So this way, you can convey the sentiment, you know, you do not need to fear me. I'm not a germ bag going to kill you. Um, But also, I resent the fact that you are looking at me like a germ bag trying to kill you. I think it, yeah, it it conveys it. Oh, and by the way, as was pointed out uh, by uh, a listener on social media over the weekend, it doesn't actually say what you are vaccinated against. Mm hmm. So maybe if you had the polio vaccine or the MMR vaccine, <laughs> it would still apply to you. Um, OK, the Pete Callender show dot com. Uh, go check it out. You should also check out Mattress Man. Uh, celebrate spring by picking up a free box spring with the purchase of a Biltmore mattress. This from the uh, a mattress from the Biltmore collection at Mattress Man stores. These are inspired by our very own local landmark. Mattress Man is an exclusive retailer of the Biltmore collection with its luxurious design and blend of old world craftsmanship and new world exclusive technology. It's made by Restonic, so it's got the edge to edge sleep surface and maximum adjustability and five support zones for uh, proper spinal alignment. So you're going to get optimal balance of pressure point relief and support, which means a more restorative and healthier sleep. And uh, you can pick one up like now. You don't even have to wait. Uh, They've got the inventory and they've got Synchrony Finance, which offers zero down, zero interest for up to 72 months for qualified applicants. They have tons of other flexible financing options, no matter your credit. Go to mattressmanstores.com. There's a link at the top of the page there, financing. You click on that. You can actually apply and get pre-approved right now before you even walk into any of their stores. They got four stores, by the way, Asheville, Hendersonville, and Arden. Uh, They are online at mattressmanstores.com. They have five-star local delivery service, nationwide shipping, a 120-day comfort guarantee. There really is no reason to to go anywhere else. Mattressmanstores.com. Buy local and sleep better. So all this time, we've been, you know, following the science. The metrics have been used to keep us locked down, masked up. And uh, when, you know, Governor Cooper says that the mask mandate would be lifted if two-thirds of adults get at least one of the shots, well, just forget about that now. I mean, we're not there. We haven't hit the two-thirds goal. But the mask mandates are getting lifted anyway, right? This is a major shift from the original deal, okay? And I think everybody knows that. Everybody realizes that the CDC just pivoted very, very sharply and Cooper followed suit. So the very metrics that he was pointing to that were, you know, keeping us all locked down and he would totally lift these if only the metrics would let him. The metrics didn't change. I mean, the CDC guidance changed. That's it. And that's what they're pointing to. So then what is it? Is it solely CDC guidance and not our metrics? Or is it, is it both, but the CDC guidance is more important than the metrics? Because, by the way, the ideas of, uh, you know, being outside and not having to wear a mask and all that stuff, that, that's all, you know, all those restrictions got lifted, what, two weeks ago? Are we to believe that that has had such a magnificent impact that that's why now vaccinated people don't have to wear the masks inside? So... Uh, the, this comes now to the Q&A portion of the conference call, which, again, still on the telephone. And WRAL starts it off, and, and the reporters are sniffing around this concept 
although nobody really nails him on it, but they're getting close. Thanks for letting me ask questions. Um, will businesses or municipalities or cities be able to make their own rules or still require masks um, if they want to? Yes. Uh, cities, local governments, and uh, businesses can still require masks. Uh, most of the local governments, however, have been aligned with the state uh, for most of this pandemic. So I would expect most of them to follow what we are doing. Next question. Follow-up, Ashley Talley, WREL. And is there a good way to be sure that the people who aren't wearing masks <laughs> do have their vaccines? Um, do you, we've talked a lot about vaccine so-called passports in the past, but you know, how do you suggest that people are sure of that? And do you have any plans to incentivize vaccinations moving forward? So there's a T-shirt that I have. It's a vaccination. Okay, never mind. <laughs> so two things here before we listen to his answer. Right, the the, the two points. Uh, the mask mandates. Well, what about all these other places? Are they going to lift their mandates, or, or can they keep their mask mandates in place? Because see, reporters, they're still afraid. They know people are still afraid. A lot of people of the left are still very afraid, and they think the masks are protecting them from vaccinated people, <laughs> right? From vaccinated people. And uh, so that's the first question. He's like, but hey, you know what? Locals can do what they want. Businesses can do what they want. So he's kicking the can down the road. He's given that authority to locals to deal with and business owners to deal with. And then the second thing is, well, how are we going to know? Those are... Because those people that aren't vaccinated and they don't want to get vaccinated, they're going to start, you know, walking around without masks, too. And then they're going to get us killed. But wait, are, are, aren't you vaccinated? Like, if you want to be crass about it here, and Cooper would never say this, <laughs> but if you want to be crass about it, the people who aren't getting vaccinated, at some point, you're like, okay, well, if you die, you die. Right? And look... They look at me as one who got the vaccine, and they're, they're looking at me like, well, all right, you know, if you sprout that second eye, you, know, you start glowing the healthy green glow, like, you know, you die with, from blood clots or something from the vaccines, you die from it, or Bill Gates now can spy on your thoughts. Well, you know, that was your choice. I right? just, this idea that we have to, we have to control other people's choices just let people make their own decisions. Well, certainly you don't know whether people are vaccinated or not. So one thing that unvaccinated people need to be careful to do is to wear your mask. <laughs> we continue to believe that any person is entitled happen. to get a verification that they have been vaccinated, that that person can use any way that they want to to use it and that is actually that that is already up and running when i got my second shot i got an email that said hey here's your portal you can go in and you can get confirmation i mean they gave me the card they put the, you know they signed it put the stamp on it or whatever so i have the card and um so i guess if i lose the card i can go to the portal and and prove it or i can pull it up on my smartphone or something like hey i got my vaccine passport see the the dhhs uh, they're not building a passport system to run. They're building the database so other people can use it to run their own passport systems. 
That's what's happening here. Um, and again, I don't really understand the point here because if you got a vaccination, why would you be afraid of catching COVID from somebody else who didn't get the vaccine? You got the vaccine. It seems like the biggest uh, undermining of the vaccine and their efficacy is coming from the people who are telling us to get them. It, I don't understand the messaging here. Um, the AP then asks about the shifting goalposts here. Our next question is from Gary Robertson with the Associated Press. Hello, it's Gary Robertson with AP, Governor. Um, what um, when you had? It's my understanding that you had been you had said earlier that you would hope to get two thirds of adults at least partially vaccinated before the mass mandate would be lifted, and now it's being lifted today almost completely, and we're still at what fifty one percent partially mm-hmm. vaccinated. What changed, and did the CDC guidance really take you aback from yesterday? Uh, the CDC guidance is what has changed. We had said that by the end of this month that we had planned to lift all of the capacity, mass gathering, and social distancing uh, requirements. But yes, we had said that we had hoped to get to through two-thirds of people vaccinated before we suspended the indoor mass mandate. The CDC uh, did a lot of research and reviewed a number of studies. And what what they showed was that if you get vaccinated, you've got a lot of protection and you also don't really transfer the virus to other people. And the CDC said at that point, it's just not necessary for people who have been vaccinated to wear masks most of the time. And throughout this pandemic, we have been following the CDC guidance. Most every time the CDC guidance changed, we would look at what we were doing and and follow what the CDC had. Now, the, the thing that's different about us here in North Carolina and in other states is that the CDC can recommend but has not been mandating most of the time. The state, they've left it to the states to do the mandating. So we've had to be very careful about it. And that's why we spent last night looking at the CDC recommendations and putting this new executive order in place. I think we've been hearing from the CDC and Dr. Fauci over the last week or so that uh, wearing masks for vaccinated people uh, was something that we might be able to do away with. So no, it was not uh, a complete surprise to see what they did, but we thought it was important to go ahead and continue following their guidance and put this executive order in effect today while still hoping to get to two thirds as quickly as we can and beyond as quickly as we can, because the more people we can get vaccinated, the better chance we're going to have to slow the spread of this virus. Keep in mind, the CDC director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, 45 days ago, she said she had this feeling of impending doom. Remember, she was weeping when she was talking about this on some Zoom uh, hearing or something. She's talking about how this impending doom, it's coming. And 40 within 45 days, it's get rid of the masks. Right. Two and a half weeks ago, we were told, no, got to keep wearing the masks, even fully vaccinated. Like three weeks ago, it was like, hey, you maybe want to double up on the masks. Now, all of a sudden, it's gone. You can't tell me that the science changed that dramatically. I'm sorry. Like that. I've been saying this ever since the vaccines came out. If you get the vaccines and they and they work and all indications were that they worked. 
then what are we talking about here? Why can't we go back to living normally as a vaccinated person? It didn't make any sense then, and I'm still not clear on it now. Um, A lot of things don't make sense. Like why people would use a real estate agent besides Rowena Patton. When buying or selling a home, call the only agent that I called, Rowena Patton, and her all-star powerhouse team, 828-333-4483. Christy and I, we actually did our walkthrough of our house. It's a build to suit, and um, we got a whole bunch of like questions and stuff lined up before we went to meet with the project manager, great guy. And, uh, but we were armed with information because we had been talking with Rowena about, uh, things to look for, questions to ask and that sort of thing. Um, so put the team to work for you. If you're buying a house, building a house, she's got uh, great resources for that as well, because there are a lot of costs associated with, uh, building a house that people don't even think about. Uh, if you're looking to sell your house, she will get your house sold quickly, and for more money, she and her team, uh, that's what they do. They outsell 99% of the realtors in the entire state. Call her today, 333-4483, mountainhomehunt.com, and then start packing. Next up was a question from the reporter from Axios Charlotte, who was calling in uh, on a cell phone from the moon, I believe. But how do you prevent people who are not vaccinated from using this as sort of a green light to go ahead and stop wearing masks because everyone else who is vaccinated has stopped wearing masks. I mean, it seems like it could open the floodgates. Is there any concern about that? Well, first, even though we have had mandates in place in a number of areas, a lot of what we have done has relied on the personal responsibility of people and of businesses. What? Today, this order just increases that personal responsibility. Yes, you are likely to see a number of people who are unvaccinated (laughs) uh, stop wearing masks, because I do believe that there were a number of people who were unvaccinated who, because there was a rule, did wear a mask. But I think you will see more of them not wearing a mask. Right, which is what she's asking about. How are we going to find them? Are you concerned it's going to open the floodgates? All of these, all of these vectors, all of these germ bags, they're going to be moving around us. If only there was a way to protect ourselves, like a vaccine or something. By the way, this laughable idea that oh, we relied on businesses and personal responsibility. They, 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 sent, the, they sent the folks um, out to shut down that speedway in Alamance County, an outdoor speedway last year. Remember? I do. I'm old enough to remember that because they wouldn't comply with the mask mandate and they wouldn't comply with um, the capacity limits. This is an outdoor racetrack. Lots of uh, ventilation, lots of air movement and the like. Um, they never did trace back. Uh, I think that right? did. I don't think they ever did trace back cases to that. Um, and then he says, uh, yeah, the uh, unvaccinated people. Yeah, they're probably not going to wear masks either. That That's true. This just tells people who are not vaccinated that the virus is still out there and these are the people who can transmit that virus to me. I need to talk to my doctor about getting a shot. And so, yeah, we expect more people not to be wearing masks and some of them would not be vaccinated. That should, should tell the unvaccinated that it is time to get a vaccine right now. And we hope that they will. I don't understand this messaging either. <laughs> so wait a minute. So picture a person 
who refuses to get the vaccine. They do not want to get the vaccine. They think it's all a lie. It's a plandemic, scamdemic, whatever. Uh, and so they're not going to get the vaccine. And now the mask mandate is lifted. And so they're like, I'm not wearing a mask either anymore, if they even were, by the way, wearing them to begin with. They're now going to walk around unvaccinated without a mask. And Cooper thinks that that is going to convince that person to get a vaccine. Or maybe he, maybe he's thinking like these other people who are like, oh, yeah, I'll get a vaccine. I just keep forgetting. And now maybe they're like, oh, my gosh, look at all of these you know, germ bags moving amongst us, I have to go get a a vaccine now because I don't want to wear a mask and haven't been wearing a mask either. (laughs) So it's the different mindset, but same behavior. Is that the idea? So you could be engaged in the exact same behavior as long as you have a pure mindset. Um, I don't, I I don't understand this messaging. I really don't. Um, Michael Hyland from CBS 17. He then asks about the rules for private businesses. Going forward, how are you all advising businesses and private organizations to handle the mask requirements, given how politicized it has become over the last year, and that, as you pointed out, a majority of people in the state are not yet fully vaccinated, and there are some people who don't want to divulge whether they've been vaccinated? Mm-hmm. We're leaving the, the, the opportunity for businesses to <laughs> require masks in, in their stores or their retail establishments if they want to. Uh, the department is recommending that even if you don't require a mask, that you ought to have a sign uh, reminding people who are not vaccinated to wear a mask. That'll do Would it. you want to add anything to that? So that's that's where the department's going to be on recommendations to these businesses. Okay. So, yeah, vaccine passports, you know, that's why we built the system. Businesses are going to be able to utilize it. Because otherwise, like, how do you trust somebody? They walk in the door, they're not vaccinated, they're not wearing a mask, and you're like, hey, uh, you got to have a mask on unless you're fully vaccinated. And the customer says, well, I am. What's the business supposed to do? Right? There's actually, I got a story here out of Charlotte. There's a, a bunch of clubs that are owned by a single company, and um, to, to, to do firehouse and recess nightclubs. Customers will be required to show proof of vaccination. Uh, It'll be checked like an ID. The business also will continue to require employees to wear masks. On the other hand, Trader Joe's became the first major retailer uh, to allow vaccinated customers to go unmasked in its stores. Uh, Workers will still be required to wear masks. Walmart and Costco dropped their mask rules Friday evening. So Ricky Schroeder was right. But he was still wrong because California didn't change their rules either um this was interesting edwin lorena uh at edwin's hair studio downtown statesville said mandating masks uh in his uh store in the in the hair salon uh will continue i just want to make sure everyone feels comfortable some people don't feel safe if they see others without a mask on again do you have the vaccine or not if you are vaccinated people without masks are of no concern to me at least i mean just to me now there was one question i thought this was interesting as well mandy cohen was asked if she's going to you know stop wearing masks now if she's going to do this because they both walked into the press conference without wearing a mask and she said for the most part yes she'll be not wearing a mask around but she's going to keep wearing the mask 
I'll remind folks that I'm also a mom of a six and a nine-year-old, and obviously they are not yet eligible to be vaccinated. So I have two little ones in my home who the CDC will still recommend that they wear masks when they go to indoor public settings. We're going to continue to recommend that they wear masks in indoor public settings. And as a parent, it's really hard for my kids to understand, well, mom, why aren't you wearing a mask? And I need to wear a mask because I don't have a vaccine. So you are likely going to see me wear a, a, a mask when I'm with my kids um, to show that we are, we're in this as a family um, and that they can understand that they are, wear, they are wearing masks because they are still unvaccinated. Um, I think there are going to be a lot of settings, which I'm excited to no longer wear our, our masks. I think we were already excited not to wear a mask in outdoor settings. Um, but there will still be some times, when, particularly when I'm with my kids, where I, I still will be wearing a mask. Mm. Okay. Well, but kids don't really spread the virus they don't catch it really they don't spread it and so what okay um well but there's the psychological impact right there right that's that's what i was talking about earlier you've got this psychological component that uh well if we all wear masks together then you won't feel like ostracized that was actually one of the studies that the uh, department of health and human services relied upon when issuing its mask mandate That was one of the two dozen studies they cited, which really was just like, we all feel better if we're all wearing masks. And people who have to wear a mask for whatever reason, they don't feel like odd man out uh, or odd person out. I'm not trying to assign gender here, but odd human out. Now, by the way, uh, when the CDC director went before Congress a couple of days ago and was defending the mask mandates, apparently she had already come up with the guidance to lift all the mandates like this for fully vaccinated people. She said it's purely about the science. Uh, Although the Washington Post reports that the huge policy turnaround caught senior White House and administration officials, medical experts, elected officials, and business leaders completely off guard and prompted some physicians to criticize the move as premature. That is a wrap for this episode. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Remember, subscribe to the podcast for free. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com and it'll come directly to your smartphone or tablet every single day. Thanks for listening and don't break anything while I'm gone. We'll be right back. 